Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. On tonight's episode, the girls go undercover in New York City's vampire community after a visit from a friend. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 28, Elysium. As I recall, Cass was planning on doing uh, LARPing as a vampire, and Marcy was going to be her uh, ghoul servant, uh, familiar? Regular human girl Marcy. Regular human girl Marcy Bartello. For Cass, how are you planning to LARP this? Uh, what's your what's your new personality thing that you're coming up with? Uh, what's, the, what's the plan here? My plan is to... I believe I've already talked to you a little bit about it before. I want to talk to our friend and find out more about vampires so that I have a better idea of how to act. And then I'm going to end up LARPing as someone from his clan and basically have to tell Marcy and him, I have a friend who's going to help us out. Just trust me. You can trust them. Just go with it. Okay. So you talked to uh, Peter Giuseppe, who you knew was going to be going to the vampire party anyway. Uh, as it, and he just kind of kind of stares at you a little bit when he asks all these questions of him. But you know, you you guys have done him a solid. You, you basically saved his life twice: one by like not murdering him after the, the whole Giovanni stuff, and then a second time with the blood sucking fungus. So, you know, he's going to be pretty open about what the, he knows. Uh, he's going to explain that uh, new vampires in the city are expected to go and introduce themselves to the prince of the city. They are expected to uh, tell their clan and uh, sire name and basically offer any gifts that they can as a sign of respect to the prince. And that uh, if you want to get uh, Marcy in there, you're going to have to like your friend is going to have to pretend that Marcy is like her ghoul. And then, so, and then he goes on to explain that a ghoul is basically like, you know, a servant vampire. Well, not a servant vampire, but like someone who has drank vampire blood, who is kind of like a super powered human and is also, you know, your thrall. Like they obey you. Right. Okay. And whose ghoul am I going as? My contact. So I'm going as your contact school or your ghoul. I won't be going. I'll be sending a friend along with you guys because I'm I don't really blend in that well. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Just make sure that they introduce themselves so I know who the heck I have to now serve. Yeah. She, she'll she might come off a little intimidating, but it'll be fine. She she's kind of briefed on what's going on. Okay. So as this okay. is as as this conversation is happening, um. There is the honk of a horn from a Honda Civic, as you can see uh, 
Stargazer gets out holding uh, two briefcases. Well, actually, no, holding a brief, holding a very large briefcase and also holding a uh, what looks like a dry cleaning bag. Uh, he sees both of you and kind of uh, does kind of like a salute with the with the hand that's holding the dry cleaning bag. Ladies, uh, nice to see you all in good health. Uh, I come bearing gifts from uh, from my boss. Who wants uh, who wants their gift first? Um, I would give uh, Cass hers first because she's probably gonna dip out here soonish. Yeah, I gotta go get a friend real quick. All right then, Miss Roller. Uh, he hands the dry cleaning bag to you. Okay, is it one of the see through ones? Uh, it is not. You would have to uh, open it up to see into it. Mm, awkwardly grab it, not really sure why I have a dry cleaning bag, and unzip it to see what's inside. Uh, I feel like it's similar to like a wedding dress bag. So funny. So, so Christina, I know that you already have the description for this item. So if you want to give your reaction to seeing that. Oh, I, I figured you were going to describe it. Okay, yeah, sure thing. Um, So... So let me actually give the uh, the name of the item, and then I'll give the uh, the description because the description kind of uh, works with. Uh, you know what? I'll give the description first, and then the name because I think that it works out really well. Uh, so opening the, it up, this is a lovely weave of star metal and moon silver uh, that can fit any occasion. When you open it up, it initially is presented as a wedding dress that the greatest dancer in history was never able to wear. The uh, when that you do put it on, the only immutable aspect about it is that uh when it, it does change uh it does it will change form uh so you know but um when it, sunlight hits it uh the shine uh creates five the five colors of the five maidens upon the clothes in a dazzling display kind of like if you look at like a cd under light and there's like a little bit of like a rainbow off of it um and uh stargazer uh all right, Cass. Uh, so Jotun told me to let you know that uh, the uh, the name of this artifact item uh, that he's created are yeah, I'm sorry, is the perfected embodiment of the greatest and most terrifying dancer in any court, the raiments of Nyx the Spirit Shepherd. What? Oh, Bye. How you feel about that, Brit? I I am speechless. <laughs> yes, I told Brit, I was like, Brit's gonna freak out over that, dude. I fucking love that. Oh, it makes me so sad. I miss Nyx now. So Cass is going to look at... After hearing all of that, she's going to look at the wedding dress. Okay, I'm really glad you told me all of this because, you know, Jotun's a great guy and all, but this is very presumptuous otherwise. The the form can change. It's just how that he made it. It's in... uh. It's in reference to another creature that's long since passed. Yeah, but it's it's we, it's a wedding dress. Like, it, like I said, if you hadn't told me what it was, really presumptuous. And yeah, just boy. It's what the spirit wanted uh, to show off her greatest gown. That's fine. It it sounds amazing. Um, all right. Uh, Nix, what'd you get? She just puts it over her arm and just kind of holds it. Keeps looking at it. <laughs> um, Nyx isn't here, and that's that's her dress that you got. I mean, Marcy, my bad. Okay, so Stargazer then takes the uh, the large briefcase, uh, handing it over to Marcy. Uh, when that she opens it, she sees what looks like a large shotgun with the end having a massive dragon head made out of ornate orichalcum. 
This is a dragon psi wand. It's basically the uh, the two-handed equivalent of a fire wand. Uh, the gun is inscribed with runes that give it power, and and for the record, as the gun's power is used, it lights up. The weapon itself is loaded through a tube along the back that can hold eight rounds of ammunition. Uh, the boss wanted me to let you know that that's a uh, that's a that's called a dragon psi wand, and it does have a name based off of another hero of legend. The name of that weapon is Veleth's Psy that stood against the Red Tide Demon Prince and saved the world. Oh, wow. This is... This is amazing looking. Like, this is super cool. And uh, she's gonna, like, look over the gun really well. Uh, tell him I said thank you. Will do. When the, you guys are all done uh, with the... Uh... With the party, I'll be your ride back to uh, to meet up with your friends. Uh, should we call you, or do you like? Are you gonna know? Oh, I'll. I'm sure that I can figure it out. You all tend to make enough noise as is. Okay. Um, Cass, do you want to go ahead and, I guess, go get your friend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cass just keeps looking at the wedding gown, not confused, but just kind of like, what the fuck? Good luck. I'll go grab her and yeah good luck and she just kind of walks off somewhere out of sight for a little bit Brit's super happy with my reference i feel like christina was not super happy with my reference oh no i think it's great like christina loves it Cass is just like it's a wedding gown it's a wedding gown (laughs) oh no no i meant for for uh marcy's weapon oh yeah no it's great i love it christina it gets better it just, it took me a hot second because I looked at it, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, shit. I, I asked, I asked when I was making it today, I asked Britt, it, uh, she was like, yeah, could it do like something like this? And I was like, wait, do you want it to be like gun made shit? Like what, uh, like what, uh, like what Christina did in Iron Kingdoms? And she was like, yes. And I was like, all right, done. Yeah. It just, it took me a second. <laughs> I'm kind of sad though that Nick's never got married. It's so heartbreaking. I mean, in my head canon, she did. I mean, same. I she, jumped off a building for that guy. In, in my head canon, she did too, but we never got to actually have a proper epilogue. Yeah, in my head canon, Nixon and her boo got married, and they went off, like, traveling the world and visiting, you know, all the ghosts and uh, actual living abuelas back at in, uh, uh, in Sajan. And and Sergey took over running uh, Sunshade. Storm just worked in the dojo and uh, Sergey managed all the like the books and everything. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. I know you guys are excited to re- to relive old games. I, w- I wish I could have done something cool for uh, for Tyler and Cody right now for it, but this is really the first Bro, game I've, I've run in. For mine's it, pretty cool. <laughs> assumed if I had something of Brits, somebody else had something of mine. I just wasn't sure if you were giving Brits one of mine or if you were giving one of the boys one of mine. No, I just gave uh, I gave the boys some like big anime reference weapons, and I gave you two like each other's like cool character weapons kind of stuff. Yeah, dude, I heard Nix the Spirit Shepherd, and like my heart jumped. It made me so happy. So anyway, so Cass goes off and then I assume comes back five minutes later, but no one knows that it's Cass. Yep. Uh, I was trying to look up a good reference for what a gang girl 
would look like, because if I remember correctly, that's what uh, Peter's clan was. That is correct. And I was trying to get a good description to give, but unfortunately I didn't really find a good one. I guess I'll go with she looks a little, not battered, but uh, worldly, I guess is a good way to put it. But she exudes this aura of power about her as well. Oh yeah, that's right, because you're like, you're essence, you're an essence two or three? Two. Yeah, you still, like, come off as, like, a seventh gen vampire, I think. Or something like, something very close to that. You, I think you told me seventh uh, when we were talking about it the other night. Yeah, like, uh, like, you walk onto the scene and, uh, immediately Peter looks to you and just like, Oh, who the fuck is this? Oh, mm -mm, mm -mm. and, like, he kind of honestly backs up behind the lady holding the scary shotgun. I'm going to elbow him gently and be like, come on, dude, man up. Are, are you fucking kidding me? Do you not, do you not see who, like, this is, ugh, ugh. Like, he can kind of, like, tell, like, like, like the blood calls, like, being like, that this is a way lower generation vampire than him. Lower means stronger, by the way, or just for reference. I, f I figured as much. I'm going to look to him and be like, look, dude, if... Cass trusts her, then we're gonna have to trust her too. Oh well, all right then. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, Peter kind of steps out from behind Marcy and then, like, kind of like straightens himself up and he just looks to the lady that's come out. She's gonna look at Peter and cross her arms. So you're Peter, correct? Uh, uh, uh yes, ma'am. I'm I'm Peter Giuseppe. I'm uh, one of the one of the newer gangrels in town. Uh, uh. How can I help you? I was told you could get us into this party. Oh, are you, uh, you're, you're Cassandra's friend then? Looks over to Marcy and just like, holy fucking shit, she goddamn quick. I was waiting. Cass is really good at, uh, preparing. She probably called ahead. All right, no, 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 I fucking get it. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, yeah, we're gonna go over to the, uh, go over to the fucking, uh, one World Trade Center, there's a Elysium's going on. Uh, what's your name, by the way? Uh, I'm, I'm the one with the invite, but, I, you know, I gotta fucking introduce everyone, I guess. Gianna Vale. Gianna Vale. Okay. Uh, clan? He just stares at him. Mm, good call. Good call. So you guys head over to the, uh, the One World Trade Center, which, uh, considering that it is uh, New Year's Eve... Um, it's a fairly long walk to get through. A lot of bars are, uh, rowdy right now. Um, but it takes you guys a little bit to get there. And when you guys enter into the main lobby of this, uh, skyscraper that should have been, uh, closed for the night, there's a single guard there who looks like he's not only been pumping iron, he's been eating the iron as well. He's big and tall and he has like the kind of muscle that Lenny has. Like he is utilitarian muscle, I guess is the best way to put it. And he I think just working muscle is what you're looking for. Yes, that is the word working muscle. So he stares at the three of you coming in. Uh, Brendan, quick question. Yes. Would I know what my wand thing can do um, once I get it? Or would they like, yep. me as soon as you touch it, you have a, a intrinsic link to it. So before we approach the place, can I um, spend one of the guns essence for the, uh, the hiding charm. Uh, the elsewhere charm, that is actually spending one of your own essence to do it. Well, actually, either essence really works. It doesn't really matter because it just comes back once you bring the gun back out. All right. Well, I'll, I'll spend one of my essence for it and 
hide the disappear the gun. Yeah, it, it's like uh, it's like how that you would like co- uh, commit uh, effort in Godbound. Like it's not gone; it's just kind of in use. Gotcha. Okay. So, question though: If that essence is committed, if I spend two more, would I be flaring, or would I still need to spend three? You would still need to spend three. It's not used; it's just committed to something else. It's sidebarred. Okay. It's cool. Reserved. Then I yeah I will do that before we walk up to the place. So. I'm not walking up to this party carrying a huge-ass shotgun. A, a very huge, intimidating shotgun whose barrel has the mouth of a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that. Cass, or I guess Gianna at, at this point, right? Yep. You just watch uh, Marcy's gun just disappear from her hands, and it just goes somewhere. You don't know where. I don't think I'd be phased by that. I have a damn bracelet that, you, you know, turns into a bow. Yes, but you're not Cass right now. It's. I also don't think she would care. <laughs> also, what, is there any, like... I'm, I'm sure this is questions I would have asked beforehand, too. Like, is there a certain dress code that I would have to follow? Or am I just showing up in my, you know, baggy sweatshirt and ripped jeans? That'd be a Peter question. Uh, Peter would have probably tried to find you uh, slightly nicer clothes. This is... Uh, yeah, it, he he just kind of explains like it's like high fucking society. You gotta fucking like dress at least a little bit better. Like that, that the rib jeans ain't exactly in style right now with these people. Okay, so then Marcy would probably find or purchase at a local store just like some kind of nice dress of some sort, like that's simple but not fit too fancy, I guess. One easy to move around in. Yeah, like like you know, like the dress that I wore for Kendra's wedding. For Kendra and Charlie's wedding. Just something simple and nothing, like, crazy. You find a simple utilitarian dress that definitely won't get singed when you start blasting. Yeah, and uh, Diana has just kind of a very simple suit with detailing that's just very earth tone. So anyway, so uh, the the guy with working muscles uh, kind of looks at you all and just kind of goes, invites. Gianna looks at, to Peter. Uh, Peter uh, kind of scrounges around and pulls out like a single kind of dirty letter that he has. Uh, here you go, my man. Uh, Peter Giuseppe plus uh, plus two says plus one here. Would you deny me my ghoul? Kind of stares at you and, and then looks to Peter. Oh, that, sorry to interrupt. By the way, I should probably mention I'm wearing uh, my uh, my sunglasses that let me do weird bullshit, but they, they look different while I'm wearing them as this character. He just kind of nods to Peter and goes, "Your head if Olivia doesn't like doesn't like what she sees." And there's an audible gulp from Peter as this guy lets you guys towards the uh, towards the elevator. Go where we're supposed to go. Yes. Um. So you guys go in, and Peter hits the button for the seventy third floor, which the elevator takes you guys up. It is a uh, awkward elevator ride. But eventually, the door does open with a slight ding and the sound of classical music being played uh, from a small private uh, band can be heard wafting in as the movers and shakers of high society move around in dresses much fancier than most of you are wearing, than, than all of you are wearing, or suits that look like they probably cost uh, more than your tuition. Sounds about right. There does not appear to be a whole lot of uh, mm, hors d'oeuvres being served, but there are many wine glasses filled that uh, 
that are filled with an ominous red liquid that definitely does not taste of iron. Definitely does not. Yeah. There are a few people who definitely do not have the uh, the color of vampires uh, walking around, uh, kind of helping people move move around. Uh, you can kind of tell the the servants from the uh, the actual pe- important people by how that they're standing and moving in deference. It's a very easy uh, thing to pick out. And above it all, sitting on a throne is a slender tan woman with uh, short-cut red hair who appears to be in a business suit and has one leg over the other, sitting on a throne that is much too large for her. This thing reaches to the top of the, the ceiling, and this floor seems to take up the equivalent of about three floors. What do you guys do? Well, I'm going to stay close to uh, Giannavale. I'm going to stay close to her and uh, await for any direction so I can play my part. Uh, I assume I probably briefed her before we actually got up here about, you know, if any of them try to give you shit, just kind of be a little bit subservient. But if anybody gives you any real problems, come and find me. Well, uh, as a ghoul, I would only need to be subservient to you, technically, right? Technically. Obviously, don't, like, go shit-talking other people when they try to ask me to do shit. Yeah. Peter just kind of looks and goes, uh, yep, don't worry, I'll, uh, I'll keep, I'll keep her out of trouble. Uh, the, the, me and the kid here got history. Good. I would hate to see anything happen to her. And she's gonna go and, and mingle a little bit. Try and figure out what people are talking about. I don't, I don't want to go straight to the, by the way, here's this world-ending thing that's going to happen. I also kind of want to get a vibe for how strong the vampires are here compared to what I'm exuding, I guess, if that makes sense. Would ghouls know what kind of, or what, I don't want to say breed, but what kind of vampire uh, their clan? Yeah, what clan that their person's from. And rolling. You could have been briefed on that. Okie dokie. Gianna's a gang girl. Gang girl? Yeah, same as Peter. Okay, gotcha. So you said you want to get a kind of idea of how how like powerful that the general uh, group of them is? Yeah, because I, I, I don't know if I would know like how strong I am as this persona, but considering how Peter reacted, I'm obviously higher I give up a, a, a higher vibe than he does. So I'm trying to kind of feel out the room. In in essence I'm trying to get an idea of how powerful people are around here. If I'm in over my head and need to be confident but walk carefully or hey. if I can throw a little bit of weight around. Do you want to do this as like talking to people or do you want to do this as like a perception kind of thing? Perception for right now? I would say for that, it would be like your perception and investigation. Okay. Lots of sixes. And Damn. That's eight fucking successes. On seven dice. What do my eyes see, Brendan? With my special eyes and my special glasses. The majority of the people here are probably around Peter's age. Uh, Like, 
generation being age, basically. Um, but yeah. there's at least one person who doesn't kind of naturally flinch when you approach. And then there's um, two other people. Who, uh, I'm sorry, three other people who kind of almost look down on you as if that like they're not at all intimidated by whatever kind of aura that you're giving off the uh let me give you uh let's see uh so Britt, is there anything that you'd like to do while that uh christina is schmoozing and kind of uh talking to people um i would probably just kind of try my best to blend in as much as someone like me can at one of these places and see if I can keep an ear out for anything that might be of interest or maybe importance. Even if it's just gossip, just try to like listen in. I'm going to say that um, if you're trying to like blend in, depending on like the kind of blending in that you're going to do, you're, it's either going to be a wits and stealth to kind of just blend in with the background, or it's going to be a... And this is going to sound like a super weird role, but I think it kind of makes sense. A charisma and etiquette role, whichever one that is higher or however that you want to do it. Like if you're talking to people um, and like trying to blend in, like to look like the perfect uh, servant kind of thing, like that would be a charisma and etiquette. But if you're just trying to like become like the wallflower and like blend in, that would be wits and stealth. Wits and stealth it is because I don't have anything in etiquette. If it makes you feel better, that's not something a lot of people pick up. Dude, I thought about it when I was putting points in. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to need that for this character right now. So I didn't. Um, so wits and stealth. Yep. Yeah, etiquette is one of those things that's like, oh, are we playing a vampire game? Yeah, pick up etiquette. Wow, five successes. That damn two. You know what this means later on, Brett, that we're just going to roll awful when it really counts. Don't tell me that. Well, uh... Brendan rolled really well on that. Okay, no. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get uh, some of the information for uh, Gianna first. So one of the people, uh, most of the people here kind of flinch away from you. There's at least two people who look like they're uh, part of the security team who, when you approached through the uh, the elevator door, they actually kind of like moved for their guns. You you kind of noticed immediately um, before stopping and realizing that you were invited. Um, the guy who uh, there, there's also one lady who you talked to who introduced herself as Elizabeth, and she was kind of a gossip for a little bit, but she kind of was getting this weird vibe off of you that she did not like and kind of moseyed on out of there. Obviously, the lady on the throne is kind of looking down on you. Makes sense. As well as the this well-to-do, bespectacled man who has been seen coming and going between her and a couple other people. He kind of looks down on you as well. He has a... Uh, he, uh, one of the big things you notice about this guy is that he has a small, uh, group of followers with him, uh, that seem to be, uh, you can tell that they're vampires, but they're also loyal to him, like, almost to a fault. This is the best way I can put it. He has a lot of people that are following him. The other person who is looking down on you is a, 
is an Arab looking man with a uh, with a uh, uh, turban on and a long beard. Um, he is wearing very loose fitting clothes um, and he is conversing fairly uh, fairly jovially with uh, with a man uh, who is wearing sunglasses despite it being indoors who is also who also appears to be of uh, Arab descent. Uh, the guy wearing sunglasses does flinch when you approach. And then the only other person that does not flinch but also is not looking down on you is a man who is basically in Old West attire and has literally a sheriff's badge on on his uh, his duster and is very openly carrying firearms. The guy in, that looks out of place in the, uh, the, the sheriff's attire approaches uh, you. Well, howdy there, ma'am. Uh, we did not get your uh, your invite. Could I please uh, could I please have your name? Gianna Vale. Gianna Vale. He whips out a a uh, like a ledger and starts looking through. Yeah, we uh, are you new in town, Gianna? We definitely did not hear about you at all. I'm not from around here, but I heard about this recently since I came to town, and thought it'd be best to stop by. Ah, best to introduce yourself on on your way through town. Okay, yeah, yeah, I understand. It only seemed proper. Very, very kind of you, ma'am. I apologize. Uh, and he extends his hand. I'm uh, I'm Sheriff Bruce Duggins. God damn it, Brendan. <laughs> uh, she's gonna very like slightly stick her hand out and not not do like one of those intimidating uh handshakes, but kind of like. If he's going strong, she's going to go about the same energy he puts forth with it, if you know what I mean. Kind of like match if he's doing like a strong grip or if it's just like a friendly shake or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like a friendly shake. It's like one of those like two pump shakes and then he like retracts his hand. All right, then, uh, Miss Gian, I'll, uh, I'll make sure that uh, the prince knows about this uh, and that you can get introduced with uh, with uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Giuseppe. He's he's new to the camera roll around here. Yes, I believe I'm his plus one. Yeah, and then I saw that you brought your uh, your ghoul with you. A uh, little little rude, but uh, you know I'm sure that uh, with you in town, I'm sure that Olivia can uh, can deal with that. I would hope so. As I said, we're just passing through, so if it is an issue, we can leave. I would just love to make my presence known and meet her. I might have some interesting information for her. Yeah, well, if you're feeling thirsty, uh, we got some. Uh, we got some fresh ones hanging hanging in the uh, hanging in the closet. So uh, you know, she just gives a slight nod. Um, so as you hang out with Bruce Duggins, um, Britt. Yes. There is a, bespe- a bespectacled man who's been uh, moving around quite a bit. Uh, he has a follower, uh, a following of. I don't want to call them nerds, but that's basically what they are in vampire society. So a bunch of nerds are following him around. And he comes up to you and uh, immediately grabs your hand. Uh, hello, yes, yes, hello, hello. Uh, are you here for the uh, for for the uh, for the refreshments, man? And he's like grabbing your hand and like shaking it very encouragingly, and is kind of trying to lead you away from the rest of the party. Um, I'm going to kind of look at him a little confused and obviously a slight slight fear because you know. The vampire is grabbing a hold of me um, and just kind of shake my head and quietly just be like, 
uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm here with, uh, I think they're called my, my mistress. I'm, I'm here with Miss Gianna. Oh yes, yes, yes! Fantastic, fantastic. Anyway, this way we've got a, we've got a, we're we're running out on on one of them. So I've got to get I've got to get the refreshments done. J- Miss Jameson will absolutely murder me if I don't get the refreshments done. So if you could please come this way, and he is not letting go. Um, I'm gonna try to pull my hand back uh, as best as I can and just try to convince him. I was like, no, 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 I'm I'm not here for that. I'm here to serve Miss Diana. I- uh, I said I need I need to go find her. Uh, Britt, if you could please make me whatever is best between uh, a strength plus athletics, strength plus brawl, uh, whatever that your best thing is that would work for uh, getting out of someone's grip. This is not going to go well for me. If it makes you feel better, you I don't know, have super high strength. Would probably make him make his grip loose. And just saying. Uh, Britt, he's pulling you towards the. Uh, he's pulling you towards one of the closets. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Um. Um. Uh, Christina, if you could please give me a perception and alertness roll. Okay. You said alertness. Oh, alertness and alertness just came for me, so. Oh, you absolutely see this happening. You absolutely, Gianna sees her ghoul getting dragged off towards, uh, where Bruce previously mentioned that there were refreshments. And I assume it's not proper for someone else to feed off of someone's ghoul? Oh, definitely not. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna look at, uh, Bruce and say, Pardon me, it looks like someone's dragging uh, my property off, if you'll excuse me. He nods and follows you. I'm gonna walk over, and I know this is the dude that didn't, like, that was looking down on me, so I can assume he's more powerful than I am, right? Yeah. I'm going to walk up, not trying to, like, big off, give off that big dick energy, but very, like, stable, not meekly. Be like, pardon me. I believe that's mine. Oh, yes, 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 of course. You're the new, uh, you're the new one in town, aren't you? Okay, yes, I I didn't realize that was yours. I thought this was a party favor. Mm. And he kind of bows, like a half bow, and he looks at you and just, uh, extends his hand as if he's waiting for you to bow and kiss the top of it. And he just goes, Seneschal Marcus, at your your service, how can I help you? I give him kind of that... I, I return a little bit of a bow and I, I do return where I like kiss his hand to be like, Gianna Vale, it's a pleasure. Yes, yes, of course. I'm sorry. I'm so used to these big parties. People are always bringing presents in. And this guy, Marcus, kind of stares down at uh, <laughs> stares down at Marcy when the, he says presents. If I had been more prepared, I might have brought something. Uh, but as I mentioned to Bruce here. I'm just passing through and at least wanted to make my presence known and share a little tidbit of information I found out, if people were willing to do so. Um, the he point, She points up to the, the throne. If uh, the prince were obliged, uh, I could reveal such a thing, but I would prefer to do it in private. That's if they were interested. Yes, yes, of course. I'll go up and make arrangements with the, with the prince right now. Uh, maybe we can see the next time you bring some proper refreshments, though. Yes? Hmm. Yeah. Yes, next time. As I said, I was uh, not quite prepared. This, uh, how would you say, kind of snuck up on me a little bit? Yes, well, you're not you're not dealing with the... Well, lucky you, you're not dealing with the Giovannis anymore. Well, mm, he kind of, like, stops himself. Well, actually, we're... 
because they decided to skip town. That's why they were asking for so many refreshments. Normally they provide, and that's how we keep the peace around here. But they decided that New York wasn't good enough for them. Hmm. Well, their loss. Well, maybe if you... Maybe I can... He kind of stares down at Marcy. Maybe if you give me uh, something to uh, remember this by, uh, maybe a little... Ooh. I could make sure that uh, the prince knows. I think we can make some arrangements after the fact. Maybe something a little more intimate and private. And I just kind of give him a knowing look. It's kind of that look of like, you, you're probably going to get even more than you want if you can help me. Ooh, ooh, I like I like this. Yes, yes. All right, I'll go and talk to the prince. Just give me a moment and then uh, let's... Uh, mm, you know what? You seem more interesting than Mr. Giuseppe anyway, so uh, mm, I'll let you go before him. Appreciate it. And he walks off with his retinue of nerds and uh, yeah, um, that happens. Is there anything that you both would like to do before that we start getting down to the uh, the more interesting part of this? I'm, d I'm debating on something in my head. Uh, I'll let Britt go if she has anything she wants to, but I'm, I'm debating on doing a thing. Dude, I'm trying real hard not to go Kendra mode. I, I'm trying to get out of that mindset right now. This motherfucker. No, no one told me it was your ghoul. Fuck you. Well, I mean, you are kind of a nobody compared to him. I know. At least that's how <laughs> yeah. he sees it. Yeah, until, until they keep fucking around and then they find out. And that was my whole thing. Well. I didn't want him to sit and like bite in her, into her in the middle of the party and go <laughs> like right in the middle of the party. That would have been totally, you know, not helpful to the situation. He's gonna catch these hands. And if he just, we can get him to do it afterwards, uh, if I can talk Marcy into that, then we literally murder him. I have a plan. As sort of. words are written, fuck around and find out. I, I have a loose plan. All right, so, Brent, do you have anything? Um, once he lets go of my hand, I'm just going to kind of, like, rub it. Kind of like, you know, oh, someone just touched me. Let me just rub this, even though it doesn't actually hurt. And just kind of watch him as he leaves and look to Cass and just not Cass and just breathe a sigh of relief. Thank you. Not a problem. And uh, John's just going to put a hand on Marcy's shoulder. Be like, I'm going to do my best to make sure no one touches you. I appreciate that. Um, do you need anything or want anything? Anything I can do for you? Just try not to get dragged off by someone like that again. Um, or get my attention if it happens. Well, you know, don't worry about that, ma'am. I'll, uh, I'll have my boys help out here. And he, uh, as the last person uh, comes through the elevator and the elevator looks like it's uh, locking down, he goes over his radio. John, Craig, can you come over here and escort this lady's ghoul around? And uh, two, uh, two vampires that uh, are fairly recently turned um, come over and uh, kind of uh, look a little shy and see, uh, and see Marcy and just go, yeah, don't worry, ma'am. We, we, we got you. Uh, one of them is kind of a bespectacled guy with, like, curly hair, and the other one is, like, just shaved head with a beard. Ah! 
<laughs> uh, I'm just gonna look at them and nod and just give them a polite, like, very small wave. Like, not even pick my hand up, just, like, move my hand and be like, thanks. Gianna's gonna look and be like, please do your best to take care of her. And if anybody here gives you grief, please send them in my direction. Oh, yeah, sure thing, ma'am. We'll make sure to get that done. And, uh, the sheriff kind of just goes, Yeah, sorry about that there, ma'am. Uh, Marcus is, uh, one of them, uh, Tremere folks. He's kind of a, they're kind of like inbred assholes, just not as bad. There, there are, there are versions of the Giovanni kind of, kind of just inbreds and assholes. Ah, yes. I, uh, haven't really dealt with much of their kind, so to speak. Uh, Lucky you. I do a lot of uh, traveling and keep mostly to uh, myself and my kind. So this has been a very enlightening experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, If I might make a recommendation, uh, when you do go up to uh, see the prince, just make sure you kind of steal yourself a little bit. She tends to uh, make people do weird things that they ain't ready for it. And he kind of like taps his head. Good to know. I appreciate the warning. Yeah, well, I take my job as sheriff seriously. Been doing it for over a hundred years, so... Seem to be doing a good job without it. I try, but there wasn't anything I could do to stop whatever happened to them Giovanni folk, and now we got fucking Sabat in our territory. Mmm. No fun. So, uh, you guys have made it onto the ferry to go to Beaver Island in Lake Michigan. It's been a little bit of a tiring day, and you finally find a few precious moments to take a nap with. <sighs> nap. Indeed, nap. The, 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 the destined word that, that will always help. The blessed death practice. As you drift off to sleep, your dreams, uh, for what little time you have, your dreams are fairly vivid. You are standing over the precipice of oblivion yet again, and next to you is a whole and not completely see-through man who uh, has been talking to you for quite a while on this road trip. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hey, old kiddo, how are you doing? Uh, You looking to, uh, have you thought about my, uh, our plan here to try and help out the ghosties in New York? Oh. Um, well, how would I go about that? Oh, you see, on your, uh, your trip over here to Beaver Island, I did a little bit of scouting for you, you see, uh, and, uh, boy, oh, there's, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, messed up, uh, magical energies over there. You open the, you open up the, uh, let's call them the world, uh, do you, how familiar are you with Eastern philosophy? I'll have you know, I have a whole college class on it under my belt. Fantastic, kiddo. So, are you familiar with the term chakras? I feel like that has several renditions. Which one are you referencing? Well, I'm referencing the one that uh, says that if you block a chakra, you can stop magical energy from flowing. Basically, where you're heading is a big old block chakra. Nice. If you uh, were to unblock that, the uh, the energy would flow back towards the, uh, the Van Zant Manor, and then from there, we can set up... Uh, uh, a receiving point in Brooklyn, and then Brooklyn will turn into a paradise for the dead. You do that for me, boyo, and uh, I think I can talk to some of my ghosty buddies into uh, helping you out with that uh, that plan for the uh, 
with the uh, with the wax sculptures. Oh, you've been keeping up on that. Excellent. I'm glad that you are infected with the cowabungitis as I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, terracotta army, kind of, kind of neat, but a little. Not sure why they got to look like that. You don't choose your family. But hey, you know you're here to save the world, so uh, kiddo, I'm down to help. So all I have to do is clear a blockage, and then you'll... yep, clear that blockage on Beaver Island, and we should be good to go. Might be a little dangerous though. You might want to wait for your friends. I'll think about it. And uh, as you guys are heading towards Beaver Island, you can hear the low, low roar of a sad, sad Jeff Hodag. We're coming, Jeff. Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, give us a follow on your podcast app of choice. And while you're there, why not give us a like, comment, or even a review if you can. We always appreciate listener feedback to help improve the show. If you'd like to see what we're up to throughout the week, you can give us a follow on Facebook or Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost. And if you had questions, you could send them into A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this campaign is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crux, and other music in this episode was provided by Komiku, Kevin McLeod, Raphael Crux, and Alexander Nakarada. And finally, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt die.